You're listening to Following the Way, a podcast devoted to the examination of Scripture and Christ-centered practices to help us live in devotion to the way of Jesus. Hello, everyone, and want to thank you for being here. It's good to be together. We've been looking for the past couple weeks as a church at the issue of sin and the topic of sin in relation to formation in our lives. And so this past Sunday, we were talking about the nature of sin and the gift of formation in our lives. We looked at Genesis 3 and and sort of where sin originated and how it manifests itself in our lives. And I I want to unpack this a little bit more and, and look at the issue of battling sin and brokenness in our lives and within us. I want to look at Romans 7 and then a little bit of Romans 8 and give some perspective for us. And and I say that because I think many times we are prone to read, you know, Romans 7 on its own or Romans 8 on its own and, and Romans 6 on its own. And, and what we don't realize is that they are all very much connected. And to really understand Romans 7, you need to ro- read Romans 8. And really to understand Romans 8, you need to read Romans 7. And and so because there's depth and there's there's all sorts of connections to what Paul is unpacking uh, in Romans and how he's connecting it and how he's connecting living in the spirit with battling sin and, and all those sorts of things. So I want to look at the last few verses in Romans 7, which I think are verses that many of us, we really relate to in our lives when we are dealing with issues in ourselves and battling sin and and the reality of brokenness and we we're not finding the victory that we want and and this is what paul says there he says for i do not do the good i want but the evil i do not want is what i keep on doing now if i do what i do not want it is no longer i who do it but sin that dwells within me so i find it to be a law that when i want to do right evil lies close at hand For I delight in the law of God in my inner being, but I see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but with my flesh, I serve the law of sin. And Paul is really, he's really grappling with the presence of sin in him and uh, both with how the law, the, the, the giving of the law, God's law, the Torah in, in Judaism, how that really exposed the sin in him. Actually, it, it caused the sin to appear even more and it, it actually brought out more of the sin in him. And, and he's also just battling with this reality of I, I'm doing things, I'm, I'm manifesting sin in my life that I don't want. And even though my mind is wanting to do something different, I find like that this, this waging of war in my flesh is really real. Now, this, these are the verses that we just read that precede then you know, the, the famous verses in Romans 8 and sort of one of the, the most beautiful chapters probably in all of the New Testament that so many people just love to to read and to, um, to you know, 
apply to their lives and and to really uh, live in. And so, and, and we should. And so Paul goes on and he says, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And he talks about how the law of the spirit of life has set him free and set us free in Christ Jesus from this law of sin and death. So there's been this shift. There's been this change that has happened that we are not, uh, sin doesn't have dominion over us, as he says in Romans 6. We're not under the law now, but we're actually under grace. And so we're living differently. We live according to the Spirit, and we don't live according to the flesh. Now, you may know these verses well. These, These may be really familiar to you. But how do we make sense of how Paul is connecting the, the battle with sin in him with then this saying, well, for those who are in Christ and for those who live uh, by the law of the Spirit, we don't live according to the flesh. We, we do not, um, you know, we don't, we don't live in our sinful flesh and for sin. But then why am I still battling? And I think, I think this is the wrestling and, and this is the reality that many of us throughout our lives at times find ourselves in, and we really struggle with it, if we're honest. And we struggle with, why am I living more in the reality of Romans 8, and why do I find myself more wrestling and battling and struggling sometimes at in the end, at, in the end of Romans 7 in my life, and not in the victory of Romans 8? And I want to I say this, maybe how we can understand the end of Romans 7 is that we see those verses as describing the follower of Jesus who's not living in the fullness of the Spirit's power. Even though they desire to do so, maybe we can understand this as to be read as our cry, the human cry to live in the Spirit, that there's an ache, there's a longing that we would not be living according to our flesh and battling with this. And I think that that when you when you see the history of Christianity through the ages, you see that in the lives of Christians throughout all of the church, that this is the battle that we face. And I read something about this from Nikki Gumbel that, that really struck me and I thought was really great. And I want to I read what he, to you what he says. He said this about this. He says, The difference between the before and after of becoming a Christian is not that before I sinned and that after I was sinless. Now, right? So, like, it's not that we before we were Romans 7 and now we're Romans 8 people. And so, how could I ever struggle with Romans 7 type stuff because I'm not that person anymore? He says, no, the difference is that before becoming a Christian, sin was in character. It did not really worry you or me. Whereas after becoming a Christian, it is utterly out of character. I do not want to do it. It causes me pain and regret when I do. Not so much because I have let myself down, although there is that, but because I want to be pleasing Christ and I have failed him. If you are like me, you know only too well this battle with sin. Please realize that this is a key mark of the genuine Christian believer. And I think that's a really valuable insight, is that 
This is the mark of wrestling with sin, being grieved by our sin, recognizing that we're battling sin, recognizing that there's brokenness in us that needs to be healed, is the key mark of the genuine Christian believer that actually shows that the Spirit of Christ is working in you and in your conscience, and you want to change because you know that the life of Christ, it, there's more in that, and it leads you into the life of the Spirit. And I think that's a really helpful way of understanding why we battle Romans 7 behavior in our lives, and yet we also experience the reality of Romans 8 and our heart cry and the ache of our hearts for those who are in Christ and are following the way of Jesus is that we would live in Romans 8. So how do we how do we grow in this? How do we, when we talk about the nature of sin, battling it, and the gift of formation, how do we grow? So I want to give you three, three ways, three things that we can do. First, create room in your life to assess sin and brokenness. You, you've got to give yourself room to be with Jesus, to quiet yourself, to actually hear what's going on in yourself, to assess your behavior, to be honest with yourself. This is not easy. This requires... Uh, and it requires time. Second, cultivate humility and vulnerability as a means to grow in your life. And this is this is very much connected to creating room in your life to assess sin and brokenness. You have to do it with humility and vulnerability because you have to be willing to admit that you need help. Even if it's just admitting to yourself and to God, that's the first step of going, I need to grow in my life. And this is an area where I struggle. And and then when, when God shows you that, uh, and I've said this before, but this is this is so important, is that you release that to the Lord. You, you, you actually almost like um, separate it from outside yourself and examine it and hold it up and examine that this, this issue in your life that needs healing. And don't judge it. Don't judge yourself, but rather release it to the Lord and receive his healing. And third, the third way, so create room in your life to assess sin and brokenness. Two, cultivate humility and vulnerability as a means to grow in your life. Third, pursue spiritual formation in your life to abide with Jesus and in his life. You can't do the first two without the third, including the intentionality and the commitment to spiritual formation in your life, disciplines, being in the word, being constant in prayer, having fellowship with believers, being committed in the church, walking with other believers, growing in your meditation with scripture and all the various aspects of what spiritual formation is in your life. You have to have that present in order to be fostering the relationship with Jesus and creating room in your life, in vulnerability and in humility, to assess the sin and brokenness in you and receive the healing that you need. Now, in all this, the work of the Holy Spirit is crucial because we are to walk by the Spirit. We are to live in the Spirit. That's what Paul's getting at all in the first 11 verses there, and, and even beyond that, but, but certainly the focus in the first 11 verses of Romans 8 is this living in the Spirit, living by the Spirit. We're not, we don't live according to the flesh. 
Now, what's what's really also important in this is that we are encountering the presence of God because that's what it means to live in the Spirit. That that we are we are making room to encounter the presence of God in our lives with greater depth as time passes in our lives. We're enjoying the presence of God and its sweetness. And notice uh, in 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 the first eleven verses of Romans eight, uh, I think it's at least three times. I actually didn't count, um, but at least that where Paul speaks of setting your mind, setting your mind on the things of the spirit, not setting the mind on the flesh, but setting the mind on the spirit, because that's life and peace. And, and to, if, if our minds, if we're set on the flesh, it's, that's the, it's being, it's actually hostility to God. So setting your mind is an active decision of the will. It's not simply about knowledge. You're not simply setting your mind on certain truths and facts about God and the Spirit. It's so much more than that. It's a it's more about the choices that we make, the active decisions of our wills that involve every part of us, every part of our lives. That for in every part of us we are setting our minds on the things of the spirit and not on our flesh. And this manifests its way in a thousand different ways in our lives because it manifests itself in the way that we speak to our wives, in the way that we treat our kids, in the way that we relate to others, in the way that we react, in the way that we respond, in the way that we give, in the way that we serve. In every way, how are we fostering things in our lives? Are we fostering a pattern that is a life set on the things of the spirit? Or are we setting, are we, are we forming patterns that are set on the flesh and giving into what we want and selfish desires and a life that is, is rooted in self? All right, there's a lot there. So I'm going to, I'm going to leave it there, but I want to, I want to encourage you that this this battling sin and brokenness in us this this is part of the christian life but again that realizing that is a reality in ourselves and the presence of that is actually a genuine mark of the christian believer that we want to please christ and so the sin in us grieves us and we want to receive healing and that is such a good sweet amazing thing. And so let's receive the goodness of God and the grace of Jesus in that as we walk and as we grow and as we seek his healing. Be blessed and we'll see you again.